Chapter 12 of Small Souls by Louis Couperus. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Next morning, Addy went to play with Uncle Gerrit and Aunt Adeline's children, and thought it very jolly to romp about like that with six or seven little boy and girl cousins, the oldest a girl of eight years, and the youngest a baby ten months old. He amused himself in a fatherly fashion with all these youngsters, inventing new games and causing a certain sensation as a big, new, strong cousin of thirteen. The whole morning, however, he was thinking of the fat man, to whom he had been very early, to say that Papa would probably take the house, and would like him to call at the Hôtel des Andes at seven o'clock that evening. He had gone on to Uncle Gerrit's from there, and in his heart thought it rather a bore, for after all, he must prepare Papa and Mamma for the visit of the fat man, who was to bring a draught of the lease with him. So, after eating a sandwich at Aunt Adeline's, he played a little longer with the children, who were not going out because it was raining, and, soon after, hurried to the Alexanderstraat, to Granny Van Loer's, where he knew that he would find Mamma. Constance was sitting with her mother, and telling her about Papa and Mamma van der Velke, and how they had received her. Uncle Paul was there. Addy, a little nervous, asked where Papa was, where Papa had gone that afternoon. Papa went to look at a couple of houses in the Nassau-Dillenburgstraat. Did you enjoy yourself at Uncle Gerrit's? Oh, yes. They are nice little things. What are you doing this afternoon, Mamma? I shall stay on a little with Granny, and then we are both going to Uncle and Aunt Roivener's. Will you come too, Addy? Well, I really want to talk to Papa. She was jealous at once. You can never be a moment without your father. What does it mean? I haven't seen you the whole morning, and the first thing you do is to ask for Papa. I don't know where Papa is. Papa has an appointment, I believe, at the Vitter Club, where he was to meet some old friends. But you can't go to the Vitter. Isn't Papa coming back to dinner at the hotel? I believe Papa intended to stay and dine at the Vita, but I really don't know. I'm not in the habit of controlling Papa's movements. He looked at her thoughtfully. I must absolutely see Papa before seven o'clock, Mamma. But why before seven o'clock? Is there anything you want? Won't I do? Don't I count at all? Yes, he said, when you're not so cross. The owner of the house in the Kirkhoflan, near the woods, is coming to call before seven. How do you know? I went to him this morning on my way to Uncle Gerrit's. Well? And I told him Papa would probably take the house, and asked him to come to the hotel at seven o'clock and bring a draught of the lease with him. He suddenly became very uncomfortable, because his grandmother and his uncle sat staring at him. But, Addy, said Granny Van Loer, not quite understanding. How did you come to do that? Did Papa tell you to go? No, Granny, Papa said nothing about it, but it's a very nice house indeed, and if Papa and Mamma could only agree, I wouldn't interfere. But, as it is, I really must, otherwise the furniture will be here from Brussels, and Papa and Mamma still looking for a house, each in a different part of the town. He talked fluently, but he was very uncomfortable and his face was as red as fire, for it was plain that Granny did not yet understand, 
and Uncle Paul sat shaking with laughter and trying to pull him between his knees. And this was no moment for romping. Oh, don't, Uncle Paul, please! But Paul laughed and shook him by the shoulders, and Grandmamma frowned, and yet it was really very simple, and Mamma thought so too, for she said calmly, Oh, you went to that house, did you? The one near the woods? How many rooms did we say there were? There are two rooms opening on to each other on the ground floor, said Addy, standing with a serious face between Paul's knees. Upstairs you can have the big bedroom, and Papa the smaller one, with a little room next to it as a smoking room, and then I should like that turret room, with the bow window, you know. Yes, but, Addy, the house in Emmerstraat has bigger rooms. It is farther from Granny, and two hundred guilders dearer, so put the house in Emmerstraat out of your mind. Granny Van Loer sat, looking before her, in dumb amazement. Paul listened attentively, and Constance and Addy continued to discuss the merits and demerits of the two houses. There's a big cellar in the house near the woods, and a nice little garden. Do you remember? And I think it jolly to be close to the woods. Yes, but Addy, it seems to me that in the Emmerstraat... Do put that house out of your mind, Mamma. It's damp. And the contractor is coming, you say? Yes, at seven o'clock. Mamma Van Loer could only sit and stare at her daughter and her grandsons by turns. Paul burst into a fresh roar of laughter at the sight of his mother's face. Yes, mother, these are the times we live in. I never dared take a house for you. Now did I? Constance, for the first time, appeared to realise that Addie must seem a little queer to her mother. Oh, he's always like that, she said. He helps us. He's a man, aren't you? My man. He now went up to her and kissed her to please her. So you see, I must find Papa before seven o'clock, or he'll be angry, he said, keeping to the point. Well, shall we go round to the Ritter together? asked Paul. Oh, Uncle, that would be awfully good of you. But I can't take you in, old chap. No, Uncle, I'll wait outside. If you'll just look for Papa and tell him I want to speak to him. About a house you've taken for him. No, don't be silly, Uncle. Goodbye, Constance. Goodbye, Mamma. I'm going with my nephew Addy to the Ritter. And Paul stood up, choking with laughter, while Addy, afraid of missing his father, urged him to hurry. But, my dear, asked Mrs. Van Loer, does your boy always take the law into his own hands like that? Oh, Mamma, he's such a help to us. But what a way to bring him up. That's not a boy of thirteen. He's a very uncommon child. Where should we be if he didn't help us? So you think van der Velke will take the house near the woods? I'm sure of it, and I'm quite sure too that if Addy hadn't interfered... In another six months, we should still be at the hotel. Next day, van der Velke, Constance and Addy went to have one more look at the house near the woods, and the house was taken on a five-year's lease. End of chapter 12